Hi, this is Kate. And I'm Amy. And welcome to the Hush My Mouth podcast. And welcome. This week, we have a special guest. I'm so special. You are. He is a wonderful, wonderful person coming in three weeks early and causing his mother to be in the hospital for five days. But you never harp on that. But (laughs) so we welcome Jackson. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. My oldest. And so we're going to try to compete with the previous week of uh, Abby and Kate. And uh, but we're first going to talk about what we did this week. How was your week? Buddy. It was filled. I was working every day. I had to work two full eight-hour shifts the past two days. Whoa! I know. Big deal. <laughs> uh, yesterday was preview day on campus. Okay. Uh, and there was a football game, so the store was packed. So working on college campus mm-hmm. in the university bookstore. So big, big what what happenings in college this week uh really the big thing was just uh awkward interactions with people some people come in and i'm just like what (laughs) possessed you the big one was there's an amazon worker he was coming by and he was looking for the post office which is just outside of our store just down the hallway yeah and so i was directing him to that and then he just kind of stood there and i was you know looking at him like okay you're clearly gonna say something else because you haven't left and then he went on this whole spiel and i kind of blocked parts of it out but the parts i remember were just he was saying like you know i hope god finds you and i was like okay um and you know my boss is like 30 feet away so she's catching this and he was you know going on like his struggles with mental health um and like the attempts uh, that have transpired in his life and i was like well i'm glad you're here with us today um nice and he was like you know i i hope you are able to be loved and i said i am loved (laughs) and he said oh you are almost dumbfounded and i was like yeah and then (laughs) he i forget what finally made him go away but the whole time i was just like what transpired that (laughs) yeah what what brought that on and even my boss came up and said what was that about and i said i don't know so he was just there delivering the packages for the bookstore no it wasn't for us it was was oh for for the the post post office but sometimes the signage in the building just doesn't direct them to the post correctly and so it was just really weird but part of me wonders if um so I was talking about it with my roommate afterwards and I forgot about the, like, I hope God finds you that I wonder if he assumed a lot about my identity based on the way that I sound and just oh. things of that nature. And then that makes sense of what, with the, I hope that you're able to be loved and that he was confused when I said, I am loved. Yeah. Cause you know, I'm sure for him, like religion has this huge like context to it. But for me, it's like, um, so do you think he had like a, a it was really more of a positive that he was trying to suggest, but I just in an awkward way. Positively, yeah. but it came across as that, like, oh, I think how you lead your life is immoral, and I hope you find your way. And it's like, <laughs> I I don't need that. I, yeah, I was good. I, I'm great. Because <laughs> it kind of threw him when I was like, no, I'm loved. Right, yeah. That's so funny. Well, you got to love. Yeah. <laughs> customer and service. And that's a normal week for me. <laughs> <laughs> what was your week well, uh, I had, I, I thought of you because Friday, mm-hmm. uh, at work, we, uh, did a volunteer shift, mm-hmm. uh, to distribute food. Right. Um, and it was actually in Garland and, um, for anybody who qualified or needed free food, my boss mm-hmm. and I, uh, were working the table. We were giving out, uh, 
rice and beans. And they were all, we had packaged them in bags and everything. So you couldn't really see what they were. Mm-hmm. And so some people, as they went through the line and each table had different things, you know, some shelf items, some produce, you know, different things they could get. And, um, and so some would kind of look to see, cause obviously I think it's nice. People take what they know they're going to use. Right. And not just because it's free. Mm-hmm. So they were looking to see. And so, you know, there was a lot of, oh, rice and beans, you know, do you want rice and beans? But there was a good part of the people that were picking up things that, uh, English was not their primary language. Right. And as you know, you took about 80 years of Spanish. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. 81 actually. <laughs> um, I did not. I took French because Probably I. Français, you know? I Right. I was on the East Coast and I thought it was pretty and I wasn't really thinking like, well, maybe you should pick a language you might actually need. I mean, I, just, I pick Spanish because Dora, so. Yeah, I think I also pushed you into it. Uh, but that is probably the extent of my knowledge base for Spanish is mm-hmm. Dora the Explorer. So I asked one of my coworkers who is bilingual, I said, how do you say rice and beans in Spanish? Mm-hmm. And of course, I wasn't even thinking. I was like, I know beans because I buy them all the time and it's on the packaging. Well, rice is arroz. Right. Well, I didn't know uh, arroz. And um, and then I was like, of course, frijoles, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then after a while, I think I was just getting maybe, I don't know if I, I just had a mental seizure or I was just tired, (laughs) but this one lady comes up and not everybody obviously speaks Spanish. So I kind of waited to see if, you know, um, what they said or if they didn't say. And, uh, this one woman came up and it was pretty clear that she didn't have any English. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so then, but before I realized it, (laughs) instead of saying frijoles, I just said frios. <laughs> you just said cold. I did because she looked at me like very strangely, and I knew it as soon as it came out of my mouth. I was like, oh, "That's cold. That is. Yeah. That means you cold. Said that means cold." <laughs> and then, of course, rather than repeat it correctly, I panicked and I just went beans. <laughs> and then I just threw it in her back. You want it? You you just trust me. It's, it's cold season coming. You're going to want to make chili. Here you go. <laughs> See, at least you had things, though. I still remember when I had to deal with um, a graduation that was happening, and someone just let loose their um, only speak Spanish grandmother uh, <laughs> to buy stuff, and she was trying to ask all these specific questions, and, of course, she speaks no English. And the whole time I'm sitting there going, none of us here are bilingual. I only understand a couple words here and there, but a lot of it's so specific that you don't learn in traditional Spanish courses. I was like, Right, right. Well, and you're kind of left with, you probably have conversational Spanish. Like you can probably understand right. things pretty well. And, you know, you pick out words. You probably couldn't turn around and. I could translate pretty well, but I right. can't speak it back. Right. So at least you had that. But hey, at least you knew rice. Right. You know, could have used your help. Thanks. Okay. So now we're going to follow up with our top fives. Mm. And our, we got four categories. We did not listen to the previous recording because I didn't want to be influenced so make sure influence so we may have the same category I don't know but we just kind of wanted to go on our own so we kind of came up with ours so the first one that we decided that we were going drum roll (laughs) Uh, our favorite or five in no particular order Disney Pixar movies because I think we've seen every single one just about just about so we took you to every movie growing up do you want me to start with my five okay so or start with the first one okay so the first one i included i ranked it at number five i put big hero six. Oh, that is a good one and part of it is just because 
Baymax was so, I'm going to say memeable for lack of a better word. Yeah. But I, I think about all the time, Perry Baby. Yeah. <laughs> and just. How, Low and battery. And especially because, it, you know, that movie tackles a bit of like the grieving process. And yes. All that. But it still was very like, it's a good, it's a good movie for all ages. Right. And so I was like, okay, this is really great. And I, it's one that I would rewatch. Yeah, and I think you're right because it made me cry, and I was like, "What is happening, Why am I Disney?" Crying about this sack of whatever he's made of. Okay, I'm gonna go out with what is gonna be no surprise to you: Toy Story. Oh yeah. I mean, hello, all of them, all four. You lump them all together, uh, or is it the specific one? You know, you it's it's tough because if, if that was a subcategory, I don't know. I just I like mm-hmm. I like each one for various reasons. Right. I just love. I like the one where Mr. Potato Head has Cheeto Puffs in his butt, you know? <laughs> or the last one because Key and Peele were in it. But yeah, I just love everything. I, but, mm-hmm. you know, I've got uh, I've got it on my computer at work. Uh, I'm just, I, and I think too, it's because it came out at a time when you were little. Right, because the first one came out before I was born. Yes. And then the second one came out. Like maybe like, a year or two. Right around the time I was born. Yeah. And so I had those to grow up on. Right. And so it was like, you know, for me, for me it was just kind of the same mental thing. So yeah, totally and of story course the third one came out when I was like, what, 11, <laughs> yeah. 10? And that was a big deal. And and because you carried your little Woody doll around with you for at least five years. It's still somewhere. We, oh yeah, no, I still have it. I it still has my name on it. I can't get around, I can't get rid of it. You know, I mean, it, he doesn't, his voice box doesn't work anymore. It, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's, you know, just like the movie. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right, go ahead. My number four and I lumped franchises together. Okay. Um, so I put number four for me, Finding Nemo. Oh, okay, um, good. And a lot of it is how much we quote Finding Dory. Like, it's your destiny, destiny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I said that to myself just the other day. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, I know, because I saw somebody's name. Every time I see someone's name, destiny. Go, right. It's your destiny, it's destiny. It's your destiny, destiny. But it's the fact that we, we quote it enough that, and it's just got enough of a... I mean, there's only two movies, but the fact that both get quoted enough yeah, in yeah. our personal lives, that that's why I have it for number four. All right. My next one, when your dad and I got engaged, they were playing music from this movie mm-hmm. um, on a harp. Okay. Because it was in a really nice restaurant at Disney World. Okay. And I wanted a harpist at my wedding. Mm-hmm. So this is this is how deep it goes. Okay. Beauty and the Beast. Oh. Um, now, was it the song Beauty and the Beast? Um, Tales I mean, you name them, all of them, really. Uh-huh. Um, when it came out, um, it was at a time when I think the technology and, and cinematography and everything, like animation and stuff, had gotten really good. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was that too, obviously, the storyline. And obviously, I think because of all the Disney princesses, I loved that she was, you know, it wasn't like, I'm here to find a man. She was, she was an intellectual. She was an intellectual. She's like, I just want to read my books. And she said, I'm only here because you took my dad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I really love that. I just, I love all the storyline and everything like that. It did break my heart a little bit when, when you I first was little watched and it. I couldn't watch it cause the beast was scary. Yeah. Yeah. He came out and you were like, I'm done. And him, I thought, no, him and the Scooby-Doo Chupacabra. Those two <laughs> haunted my nightmares. I was like, come back, come back, <laughs> come back. So yeah. Beauty and the Beast. Love that. Um, my number three, uh, the Toy Story franchise. Okay, um, yes. <laughs> and mostly because the the first two really hold like a deeper meaning than the third and fourth one do. Yeah. And I like the fourth one. A lot of people don't, but I actually yes, like the we, fourth one. Yeah, we really um, cackled during that one. 
Yeah, but like the the second one especially, like Stinky Pete. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Gotta have Stinky Jesse, Pete. Yep. Uh, all of it. Like that movie <laughs> is probably my favorite one. The fact that Stinky Pete basically gets turned into a drag queen at the end because <laughs> he gets taken by a girl, and she's like, "I'm gonna dress him up." And he's like, no, yeah. no. Which and is what girls do. We don't care. We'll, yep, you they know, turn old stinky men into We're going to just take whatever doll and <laughs> make him ours. <laughs> okay. Um, next on my list, of course, is the Monsters, Inc. franchise. Oh. Did you have that one? No. Okay. Yes. And I, I almost feel like I like Monsters University better than the first one. But you can't have number two without number one. Mm-hmm. I just loved the whole college yeah comparisons especially that scene where he's in the uh dining hall and just it's just schlep and i was like that's accurate that is maybe not so much now i think colleges compete now to be like we've got the best food but not when i was in college they all fight to have no one cared they were like how can we feed them legally uh without poisoning them and without spending a dime i mean depending on the cafeteria you go to depending on the college campus you know that is very likely to be possible yeah so. There's some days where I'm like, this is delicious food. And some days I go, okay, so we ran out. Yeah, I, I understand. I understand. <laughs> but yeah, I, again, Monsters, Inc. is another one that is funny. See, I quote. think the first one's, I, I hold it in a different light. The second one I do like. Yeah. But there were some things I went, that was explained. Like Randall's whole eye squint was just because he doesn't wear glasses. I like, know. <laughs> that's, that's the re. I mean, like. It, I can relate. It makes a little bit of sense. So I just went, that's it? That's yeah. the reason? All right. How about you? What okay. You? My number two, and this isn't going to be surprising for you. Okay. The Lion King. Oh, yes. The Lion King holds a special place in my heart. I was there. I know. Is just, and I like the second one, you know, even though Lion King one and a half. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sometimes I, I think it's great looking back that I'm like, oh, it's just a giant Shakespeare retelling. You yeah. Know? That's true. Hamlet. Nice. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Yeah. Romeo and Juliet. Love it. Yeah. Uh, but it's the nostalgia factor that holds it high enough for me that I'm like, oh, Simba. I know. And you were, I think, what, three? Three? I don't remember. I be- it was three because I do remember they, um, two things. Number one, right before the movie, uh, Pixar was mm-hmm. doing some kind of advertisement. And it's the typical Pixar and the lamp jumps yep. out and jumps into the eye. Squishes into the, the eye, eye for whatever beat and, they have. And you yell out in the middle of the movie theater, Woody! because that's what all we associated with up until that point i guess i'd only seen toy story and then the second part was when um mufasa died mufasa dies and uh you very loudly said something about what happened to mufasa yeah you know and i thought oh this is not where i wanted to have to explain this life lesson you're like (laughs) the best part is i remember none of this okay good Good. (laughs) i was little enough that uh that just went right over it your head. It may have been just before the memory thing kicked in. That's uh, true. That's true. Okay. Well, good to know because I panicked. So. Well, good news I wasn't. So. All right. Is it my turn? Uh, yeah, you're number two. Okay. Coco. Oh, yeah. Coco's a good one. Coco it, is funny because this is the movie I almost didn't see. Yeah. I, I really was like, oh, yeah. It didn't you know shoot out at me as being, you know, oh, yeah. I definitely want to watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I watched it and I thought, this was the most beautiful story. Yeah. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved every every bit of it. I just it it was heartwarming, heart wrenching. Yeah, it had it had twists that you didn't necessarily see coming. Like yeah, some some movies you see enough of them, you're like, I see a twist. Yeah, but that one I was like, oh, he didn't know he was with his ancestor this whole time. Yeah, and that's because and that tied into the plot. Right. 
And so, and it's funny because sometimes you see animated shows and you think, okay, it's really for entertainment and right. and stuff, and and you know, little kids will love it, and or for it's for a specific demographic, like oh, it's catered to the little ones, it, or, right? Or it's catered to adults. But this really had an unexpected, you know, mm-hmm. like I, it probably is lost on a bunch of small children. Yeah, but it really had it was it was just having to be animated, but it was a wonderful, wonderful movie. Would watch it again and again. Uh, my number one, The Incredibles movies. Oh. <laughs> those i think i think uh, what really helped push it because you know i loved the incredibles growing up i had the little yeah. action figures um, right and all that but uh i think what really helped push it up so high was that rewatching it as an adult that i was like oh wait there were all these adult themes in it that like i was thrown off rewatching it when they openly were like oh yeah this man had attempted suicide and i said whoa wait whoa this is <laughs> this is a pixar movie what are we what are we doing and as a kid, I had no recollection of just the bluntness of some of the adult aspects of the movies. But that all I remember was, yeah, Dash runs on water. Yeah. Him, him and Violet go on the little ball and run around. Because, like, I had the video game at one point in time, and it was just like, oh, yeah, Dash runs on water. You know, we do all these things. They beat up the bad guys. You know, the baby does all these things. I secretly did wish I was girl at some point, you know, because, right. like, I need those kinds of skills right. uh, as a mom. But, and then, of course... I think the whole movie for me was about Edna Mode. <laughs> I love that we had rewatched the first one before the second one. We were going to go see it in theaters the next day. Mm-hmm. And it helped because we were able to see parallels like when uh, Helen had gone over to Edna's and, you know, Edna's like, Edna Mode. And all the weapons come out because it's like, <laughs> who's this girl? And she's like, and guest. And, and then the next movie with Jack, 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 Jack has his own passcode. He was only there for a night. Right. He has his own passcode <laughs> and he's like Edna's best friend. And it's just so funny that, you know, he's to her, he's this Nepo baby, but, right. but he gets all these special privileges because he's this little anomaly that she gets to tinker with because she's never had a baby with so many powers. <laughs> all right. My final. Yep. And this is, this is another one that surprised me. Okay. Um, but that I just loved. Zootopia. Oh, yeah. I love Zootopia. It was the best combination of kind of telling you, it was about how to treat people. Right. You know, racism, everything without it being about racism. Racism, but animals. Right. Foxes and bunnies. Predators and prey. Yeah. And, um, but then it also had the suspense storyline. The mystery of who's I mean, it causing like, it. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of like part Godfather. Right. Part, you know, <laughs> you, you're like, wait, is the mayor evil? <laughs> I know. Um, so it just, it had so many different, mm. and I loved, of course, that the, the, the lead character was a female bunny, mm-hmm. you know, so. Miss Judith Hopps. Um, so yeah, I just, I lo- I could watch that over and over. I love Zootopia. That is a good one. Apparently in other countries, it's called slightly different like titles oh really yeah i forget what it is but it's not zootopia like overseas Hmm. it's something else so real quick did you have any honorable mentions on this category not written down but some good ones that uh i was thinking about that didn't make it Encanto. i mean yeah that was a really good one that has really taken off recently yeah of course we don't talk about bruno we don't replaced uh let it go (laughs) i had two Mm mm-hmm um, remember the Titans, which is technically mm. a Disney film, but not an animated. Right. Great story based on a true story. Right. Of course, Northern Virginia roots right. where I'm from. So that, and then of course we could have done an entire category on this because it goes into <laughs> all the Avenger movies, but Black Panther, oh, I think still stands yeah. out as one of my favorites. Have you seen the second one? I haven't. You, re- I loved it and I loved it because 
partway through the movie, I realized that not only was this a story that they were telling about the people that were in the movie, but that this was a love letter to Chadwick Boseman's portrayal oh. of the Black Panther. Okay. Because there's a lot of moments where you're like, if you lived under a rock and had no clue that he had actually died in real life, yeah. that you would be really confused why they killed him off and that why they didn't film anything with him and all this stuff, and but that they're paying so much homage to him. And it's like, no, that with all that in context, this yeah. is exactly it. It's it's this love letter to what he had represented and the portrayal he had put together. And so I really liked, even though I cried a lot in that movie. It was <laughs> it was a it was a grieving movie. It was yeah. a grieving movie. Yeah. Well, I think what I'll have to do is go watch the first one again, just so right. I have because it's I been a watched, while. I had watched the first one afterwards, and I went, "Oh, I forgot about these aspects," because yeah. I had just gone and seen it with fresh eyes. Like I didn't rewatch the original one beforehand. Yeah, and you know I I love to do that. So oh yeah, our next category pet peeves. Pet peeves. <laughs> I probably could have written a list longer than five, but so I really thought hard about these topics. <laughs> these five. are all work related for me. Uh, <laughs> okay, so my first one, and this is a big one for me. Yeah. People who recline on an airplane. Oh, come on! You've got maybe an inch that you get you're right not, you're not you're not laying down you're not but what it does is especially if you are sitting i guess it does depend on the airplane and, and where you're situated so if you right. got if you're fortunate and you got like an exit row or, you just or you're the row in front of the exit row so that there's technically more leg room yeah it's not as bad but if it's just a typical coach right seat, and those seats are packed and then you recline i can't open the tray right you know, it's fine if you're just reclining and nothing else is happening. Right. But or if, if no one's behind you. But if I want to have a drink or a snack, I can't open up that tray fully and be comfortable. Right. That's valid. My number five. Um, and, you know, again, I work on a college uh, bookstore. We deal with textbook stuff. And so I'm used to having to get information from people or, like, answer questions because sometimes directions aren't helpful. So when someone is just unjustifiably dense, <laughs> you know, you're, you've explained... I love that you're unjustifiably. Because, you, you, you know, you explain it. And it, when I was telling my roommate about this list, she was like, oh, it's like the, is this your wallet bit from SpongeBob when he, uh, Man Ray has to explain to Patrick because Patrick drops his wallet. And he's like, oh, sir, is this your wallet? No, it's not mine. You're Patrick, right? Yeah. Then this is your ID. Mm -hmm. And this was in your wallet? Yeah. Huh? So this is your wallet? No. <laughs> and it's like, okay, something's not clicking for you because – uh, sometimes a customer will come in and they want a certain product and sometimes we only sell it with, like we sell things separately. Like someone will want a charger, but we only sell the cables and then we sell the port separately. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, well, you would have to buy both unless you just want the cable and just find a USB port somewhere. And they're like, well, I don't want to buy both. Like, well, unfortunately you have to buy both if you want the full set. Right. And it's just one of those moments where it's like, okay, I'm explaining how it works to you. I know you don't like the result, but it seems like we're trying to <laughs> just trying to play give it truth. dumb further to hope that I'm going to give up, but I can't give up because it's store policy. All right. Uh, people having phone calls on their phones in public, Ugh. especially in a place where it's not loud. So right. like I'm in the grocery store and you know, somebody's got their headphones on and they're having an active conversation. And you know, when you've got your headphones in, you are louder. I'm very loud. Uh, and so I thought, I, I don't understand why that needs to happen. I mean, it's if somebody, when they're on FaceTime. Yeah. If, <laughs> if someone calls me and I'm in the grocery store, you know what I do? I don't pick up. 
You know why? Because I'm busy. Right. I like I see someone calling. Oh, I'll call them back later when I'm not right. in the middle of the store or, I or qu- in the bathroom. Or I quickly answer and say, hey, I'm in the middle of something. I'll call you back. Yeah. And then hang up. Or right. I, I hang up. And then text the person, hey, I'm in the middle of something. I'll call you when I, as soon as I can. Or even better, why are you calling me in the first place? Everyone texts. Right. This is not. Like, if someone's <laughs> calling me right off the gate. It better I, be an emergency. I think something's up. Right. It's something like, wrong. If I don't get a text from you and you call me, I'm like, oh gosh, it's yeah. the end of the world. Something's gone wrong. Someone's it, missing. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Unless it's Nana, in which case then it's, it's probably. She doesn't know how to text. It's, yeah, exactly. Uh, next I have, when someone just doesn't know how to go with the flow in regards to like a collaboration effort. Um, and it's just someone who, as soon as it's not their way, they get so uncomfortable and it just messes with everything. And you're like, okay, I get, you want things to be a certain way, but you gotta be okay with like a group decided we're going to do it this way. And you have to be okay with that. You got overruled. Like yeah. <laughs> I've had too someone many can't compromise someone who right. can't or compromise or when it's not their way. They, they almost will sabotage the plan. Oh. And then when it's their way, they're like, oh, no, like we have to have to have to do it this way. It's like, like, you know what? I'm totally OK if you never get your way and you're really adamant that you just this once want to do it the way you want. Yeah. But usually it's someone who always insists that it has to be their way. This is one that's been on my mental list for a very long time, but it's a little out there. It just bothers me. OK. Wind chimes. Oh. <laughs> I cannot stand the sound of wind chimes. Is it because Nana has wind chimes? Uh, or did um, back when she, she was- did have wind chimes. It would be typical. Um, I remember those wind chimes back in Virginia. I just, I've <laughs> never, I, just the sound. I, wood wind chimes aren't as bad. But the metal ones. But the metal ones. I mean, can you imagine in Texas what that would sound like? It's windy here all the time. It, just, would, it would just sound like the tornado alarm. It's just, I guess to me, it's 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 an auditory repetitiveness that mm-hmm. I can't handle. It's yeah. almost, for me, it's like... They get an auditory overload. Almost. Right. It's like a nails down a chalkboard. It's Ooh, just a constant yeah. cling, 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 cling. I just want to throw something at it, mm-hmm. you know, and just end it. So, yeah. Right. Sorry. Wind chimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my next one is um, people who don't know or have their, like, necessary info ready. So, like, I sometimes ring people up at work. I hate when, especially when we're packed and we've got lines... Someone comes up and they're bringing something like they they put their items up and then I tell them how much it's going to cost and then they spend five minutes digging around in their backpack and I'm like you knew you were going to have to pay for this like yeah you've been in line you've been in line you knew you were going to have to pay for this yeah why why isn't your wallet just ready and like I get it like the boys just have their their wallets in their pockets and you know not all women's pants have great pockets and that's thank a you conversation thank for a you different day that is um but uh. You know, the girls will spend all this time, like, shuffling around through their purses and backpacks. And I'm like, you knew you were going to buy something. Like, yeah, shouldn't that be ready? And, like, I appreciate the people who have their Apple Pay ready that are just like, all right, great. Uh, but that will bother me. Or sometimes, because, um, again, we rent textbooks out at my job. Yeah. And so sometimes I'll be, we have to get either email, phone number, their name or whatever. And, you know, I'll be like, what's your phone number? And they just stare at me. <laughs> like... <laughs> They've never been asked what their phone number is before. And they're like, hold on. And I'm, and I'm just like, you don't know your own phone. Like you're, you're 18 years old at least. Yeah. And you don't know your own phone number or I'll be like, what's your address? And sometimes they get a little confused, especially if they live on campus. Cause then like, do I give my dorm address or do I give my home address? Yeah. And I always tell them you can give your home address if that's easier, whichever one, you know. And then they still are like, uh, hold on. And I'm like, 
How long have you lived in your house? Do you, do you not know that? Like you should know where you live. I, I know the past three addresses we've lived at. Like, yeah. Uh, kind of going back to the grocery store a little bit. Cause we talked about that. Oh, are people that. that just don't have no situational awareness mm. and the grocery store is never more evident than that. Right. You know, they don't give us a whole lot of room anyway, especially right. now with these little kiosks, they keep popping up in the aisles with mm-hmm. extra food. I'm talking to you grocery stores, cut it out. We right. can't fit. It's like, it's bad enough there's only enough for two carts to get by. Now you've made it a one cart, one, right. you know, basically one lane bridge. And some people don't think about, sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll go into Walmart or I'll go into Kroger. And you know the workers are restocking and that's their job. That's totally fine. Right. But then someone will position their cart on the opposite side at just the right spot that no one can actually cross in between. Right. And it's like. Okay, as a customer, I get that you're kind of focused on your stuff, but you need to remember that the workers are going to be there a little bit longer than you. Yeah. And that, you know, maybe they're restocking that whole aisle. Yes. And so they're going to take longer, and you're just grabbing cookies. Yeah. Like, But in that same same era, I see, you know, because now we have all these, um, you know, you can pick up or have delivered, and so you've got these people that work there pushing these very large carts doing mm-hmm. the grocery shopping for other people. And a lot of these people don't care. They, they have those big carts and they park them right in front. And then, you know, they don't know where stuff is. Um, okay, great. Maybe you should stop hiring 16 year olds to do that. And 50 year old women, because we know where everything is in the, in the the grocery store. The hard part is they probably put some of the 16 year olds on it because that's the job that they probably can safely do. For sure. Cause there's definitely some jobs at my place where we give them to the newer people. Cause we're like, well, if they mess it up. It's not going to be the end of the world. Like they're not the ones receiving shipping packages. They leave that to me. That kind of ties into my number one. Okay. Pet peeve. And, uh, I had written in people who feel that they're the only people in the world. And that it goes, yeah, it ties a little bit to that. Cause sometimes it's a case of, you know, they really are on an autopilot. They forget that, you know, other people are trying to do the same thing they're doing. Yeah. But then there's some people who will get huffy when other people have problems. And it's like, do you forget that, you know, you are the main character of your story, right? That there are other stories happening right now (laughs) that you are not the most important person in every space you occupy. Exactly. That sometimes you're not special. Yeah. Yeah. I think about that speech that my principal gave all the time (laughs) and that not enough people get that speech. I think you're right. I think, uh, you know, and it sounds harsh. Shout out to Principal Mims. Uh, yeah, they, it sounds harsh, but it's true that in the sense of, you know, it's a it's a communal space you're in that yes. you need to think about the fact that your actions can and most likely will affect other people. Right. And that you need to take that into consideration as you navigate the space you're in. Because, you know, sometimes uh, I'll have customers at work who get huffy that the line's taking a little too long. And it's like, you know what? I didn't want this to take that long. I didn't like that some transactions take me 20 minutes to get together because someone yeah. decided to change their info 20 times. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm frustrated too. All right. My last one. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is a big one for me. Yeah. Uh, pet peeve is, uh, couples who sit next to each other. Like uh, on the same side? On the same side oh. in a restaurant. Cut it out. It's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. It's like, don't you want to see the person? Like, right. why do you need to be right? Like, I get if you're on a double date. Of course. And like, you you know, one couple's on the same side and the other couple's on the other. Right. This is just two people. Two people. N- it, no one is sitting across for you and, and from you unless they're ghosts and we don't know about it. Ooh. But I just, I don't, I don't understand it. It looks weird. It'd be funny though if it's one of those really cramped, um, 
like almost one seaters and yeah. they're crammed together like oh we want to be together yeah. it's like one of you has half your butt hanging off the- right like how do you have a conversation you know like right. I, I don't understand like it's yeah. And then, I mean, I don't know about you, but especially at a restaurant, usually in a booth or something, mm-hmm. it's not like there's a lot of room anyway. Right. You know, like I got extra room for my purse. Mm-hmm. I can, you know, sit in the middle. I've got, I feel like I've got more room to eat. Like yeah. I can spread. What if I got fajitas? I mean, right. I need extra space. I don't, yeah, I don't get it. It's weird. I'm, I, I agree with you. It is I weird. mean, I'm not going to say anything, but I'm secretly judging you. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm like, why did we need to, why did we need to do that? Again, totally respectful in the double date capacity where you're like okay you know one party on one side one party on the other but yeah it's weird so uh, my honorable mention and this is gonna shock you mom so we're doing top tv shows yeah top five tv shows of all time they could be ongoing they could be finished it doesn't matter yeah you like watching it that's all that matters um my honorable mention is spongebob squarepants <laughs> it is not on the top five and the reason why is because most of the quotes that we give are from the very early seasons, like one through three. Yeah. And so that's why it's not on the list. Um, my number five, though, is going to be uh, Dragon Ball Z. It was sort of the gateway anime for me. For you? Okay. Uh, I watched a bunch of anime, and that was what had, you know, skyrocketed. And, of course, you know, I have all of the books. I know. I bought them. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so it's just one of those. It's one of the, like, nostalgia ones that I have. So that's my number five. So I try to... This is a very challenging for someone who's my age because right. I've had a lot of television in my life. Right. Um, and so for me, I kind of broke it down in some categories so that I could. So, I mean, there's a ton I could mention. But for me, it was like, okay, what are my top comedies? What yeah. are my top dramas? Yeah. You know. Um, so for one of my um, comedies, I think that most people relate to these days would be The Office. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are just so many different episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've ever worked in an office, right. it's not far off. Definitely the office. Oh, yeah. Uh, my number four, and this one's not going to be a surprise, Survivor. Um, I oh, just love yeah. the strategy of it. I, yeah. I like that sometimes people just look a hot mess. Um, yeah. and, and the best is when they think that, you know, they're being so smart and so, so conniving, and then it immediately cuts to another player that's like, they are so not subtle. They are, it's really clear. Like, bright as day. You really see the raw human condition. Yeah, and of you course, put- you know, they're starving. They're not yeah. living in a... There was one season it rained so much that they had to offer a reward, being if enough of them sat out of the challenge that the production crew would build them a shelter to withstand the rain. Yeah. Because it got so bad that one contestant, they were in, like, knee-deep water playing, like, water polo, something along those lines, and the host had to ask one contestant why she was crouched down, like, hugging her knees, and she had said... Uh, it's warmer being submerged under the water. Yeah. That's, that's how yeah. bad it got. Well, Hey, I've told you a million times I can never do that show because those are all the things that like keep me sane, mm-hmm. which is food, sleep. Yeah. And, um, I just can't do it now. Cause I don't want to talk about being a squirrel in a mailbox. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm crazy, but I'm not that crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was my number four. My number four, um, moving to the drama would be, Downton Abbey. Oh, you love Downton Abbey. Ah, oh, that was such a good show. It was Bull such a good Grantham. show. Yeah, and I just it, it was all about uh it was all about the help on that right. show. Um, you didn't care about the upper class, you were like I, mean, I it, love the the staff. Yeah, it was really about the staff. Um I just it yeah, so sorry it's over. Great show. Love it. Uh number 3 for me 
It's going to be RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, <laughs> Look at me, shocked. Uh, as much as I love competition and watching people have their hopes um, and dreams dashed away before their very eyes, um, <laughs> I just love what it has done for a lot of LGBTQ um, youth. I remember I didn't have a whole lot of drag knowledge. Um, yeah, you when, got sucked in, in in high school. Some I did, friends it was said. Very end of high school because. Yeah. Um, they said, you need to watch this. Because uh, Becca had gotten me into it and she played a random episode for me. And so I remember when I had first like sat down and watched a full season, I did not realize that the random dude walking around in the, in the workroom that looked like Pee Wee Herman yeah. was RuPaul. <laughs> and so I was like, I was a little confused at what the show was. And then ha- having started a season, I was like, oh. This is wonderful. And, you know, it's it's catapulted. When I had started watching, it was only in the United States. Mm-hmm. And now it's in France, Brazil, Germany. Uh, yeah. They've done seasons in Holland, Thailand. Uh, they're, they're just everywhere. They're in the Philippines. And they really kind of build up the backstories and kind of, you know, so it is it is the theatrics. It is yes. the, the and don't wrong, presentation. Sometimes, sometimes they go for, like, they see an opportunity in front of them. Like, one of the better known seasons, they casted two people who had competed in a uh, Miss Gay America pageant uh-huh. and one of them was Miss Alyssa Edwards who was the winner of that pageant and the runner-up was Coco Montrese and for whatever reason Alyssa had to give up the crown and Coco took it and it was this whole rivalry and they had specifically casted them on the same season so that they could have that rivalry and they ended up having to lip sync against each other and that's one of the most like oh like who's gonna stay who's gonna yeah like they they took those personal events and brought like made it a whole storyline yeah and so it's just one of those it's just great. Uh, <laughs> you like the crazy. And, and I the... just like watching people like act a hot mess sometimes. <laughs> like, Well, this isn't a good segue from, from drag race. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> so my next one, um, which was a cult phenomena cult phenomena, uh, at its time, uh, was lost. We're talking about that's the perfect segue. It's, a, <laughs> I mean, I just it was it was a show that people. This is kind of predates social media and everything, and people we just watched it. It was a water cooler show. Everyone was talking about it. Right. It was crazy. Um, it had the best villain of all time. Probably a show that benefited from being a weekly thing. Yeah, a binge watch probably would not do. You know, I don't know. Like, part of me wants to almost go back and binge watch it because maybe I'll see different things. I and think I that... haven't seen it fully. I've only seen, like, clips of it. Yeah. So um, I would have to binge watch it if it's somewhere. You know, sometimes you lose out, so maybe I should go back and watch it. So, yeah. anyways. Uh, my number two, for obvious reasons, is uh, the franchise of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I uh, was hoping you were going to mention Scooby. Yeah. Scooby-Doo. Uh, again, I had the, the action figures growing up. Yeah. I had them ruined by Toby putting toothpaste on them. Yeah. Uh, you were all Scooby-Doo all, all, all the time. I was all Scooby-Doo. Yeah. I, I still You will... took those little action figures everywhere. Yep. I will still go back and rewatch like the original Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Yeah. Uh, we had every uh, VHS tape and then, I... and then later DVD. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love that most of it's on HBO Max. or Well, it's just Max now. But yeah. uh, I love that it's, most of it's there to stream. I wish they would put some of the movies. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Um, <laughs> they've, got, they've got the... The pirate Pirates Ahoy, where they're on the cruise ship. Oh yeah, they have that movie forward. They don't have anything before that. Oh, and I'm like, that's those are the I, movies I watched. Somebody, I wonder if that has to. Do, it probably like, has to ownership. do with copyright, yeah, and ownership because those were back with the Hanna Barbera. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, that was my number two. I'm just so happy. It holds so much nostalgia for me. Well, um, this 
is kind of a blast um, that you you apparently don't remember, but I certainly do. But it's it's definitely one of those comedies that stands out for me. And so when I was thinking about of all the comedies that I've just loved and loved, kind of which one stood out for I think a lot of people, mm-hmm. young and old. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of those that I love because you can still watch it and mm-hmm. it's still hilarious. You know, like mm-hmm. it doesn't. And that was the Golden Girls. I knew you were gonna say Golden Girls. <laughs> I was like, I'm waiting for you to say Golden Girls because, you know, little apparently little old me loved the theme song. You did. It I think it came on after something you watched in the morning. Like so most likely. It it was something and I would, you know, you'd be either playing and, and you were just a toddler right. and I would probably be, you know, cleaning up the kitchen or something. And and of course the theme song would come on and, and you would stop whatever you were friend. doing and you would turn to that TV, watch them sing it. And as soon as it was over, you would turn back to doing what it was like Pavlov's dog uh-huh. every single time. And it's so crazy because you played the, the theme song for me thinking it was going to like evoke something. And I sat there and went, no, I nothing, know. And then you have me. no recollection. There was just something yeah. about it. But even above that, it was just a funny show. Like mm-hmm. it was just, and you can, like I said, you can turn it on now and it's still hilarious. Well, and it gets referenced a lot. Like I'll see it on Drag Race a lot. They bring it up a lot. Someone yeah. will try and impersonate one of the girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one's done Betty White though. Uh, my number one, this is going to be a shock, um, is going to be the TV series Young Justice. Okay. Um, and this was something I had gotten into uh, while its second season was airing. And this was a show that Dad and I actually like would sit down and watch. Like, he saw me watching it. Mm. And he was like, oh, because it's, it's about the sidekicks. Robin, Kid Flash, Aqualad, and a few others that they bring in. Superboy. Uh, but it did a really good job at doing character development and how certain relationships, you know, impacted other dynamics and that, uh, details would carry over. Like, uh, I've watched all four seasons and I wish they would make up season five. They just need to be greenlit for it, for it and whatnot. But, um, you know, there's little sprinkles that you're like, Oh, I didn't realize on my first watch that this character appeared or that this was showing up. And then, you know, once you get through all of it, you're like, Oh, there's all these Easter eggs that I didn't pick up on. Uh, and it did benefit from moving to streaming because it was canceled after the second season oh, yeah. for about six years. Um, and then when DC was creating their streaming service, that's when they brought the third season back. And then it moved to HBO Max. And then from the transition to Max, that's where we kind of lost it. Um, but it has an audience. Like It's it's really well-liked for the writing. All right, my last one. Um, and this predates you, so I'm sorry. But okay. um, uh, The West Wing. I knew you were going to say West Wing. I love as that show. As soon as you said it outdated me, I was like, you're going to say The West Wing. <laughs> Um, it was just, it was such a brilliantly written show. The monologue that, um, the president gives after one of, I don't know who she was, but she got hit by a bus or something or hit by a car. Okay. But I remember he was like giving this monologue to God. Oh, that was his assistant. His assistant. Yeah. So she was killed and yeah. Yeah. And Um, that whole frustration of, yeah, I see that monologue on TikTok a lot. He, um, yeah, it's just a brilliantly written show. Um, you know, albeit, um, he played a character that was uh, a more liberal president. Um, but you know, it didn't, it wasn't, it was never written to personify anyone specific. So it really was a fictional, right. Um, administration. Um, but I just, yeah, I love the characters in it. I just, I loved all the storylines. Just love me some West Wing. Okay. And final, final category. It's our top five restaurants. Top five restaurants. Also difficult. Because oh, so we, we do like to eat. Uh, and so for different reasons. Yeah. Uh, my top one, and this is a local. Okay. Uh, would be Frankie's, which is okay. uh, 
a Mexican restaurant. It's a local. Uh, now it's uh, it, they renamed it. It's Dos Orios Comida Casera, which is oh, a little yeah. harder to say for us non-Spanish speakers. <laughs> but um, for us, it will ever be Frankie's. Um, it's still family owned. Just the best Mexican. I was going to say, it is really good. It is really good. Uh, my number five, um, RIP, because they're no longer in business, um, Fuddruckers. Oh, yes. I loved Fuddruckers growing up. Something about the ambiance was just great. But yeah. Like, it was it was one of our go-to restaurants, and unfortunately, through the pandemic, we just we lost, lost it. It. Um, it was kind of a mid. Like, it wasn't fast food. Right. It wasn't, like, fancy, really great right. dining. It was just, you know, just a quick stop in. Exactly. Making Putting your own fixings. And it had a specific you know. aesthetic to it. Yeah, so it did. It was yeah. good. Love it. Yeah. Okay, second one. I'm I'm super sad it doesn't exist here. If I can ever start a franchise in Texas, I'm bringing it from Virginia to here. McAdoo's. Oh, you love McAdoo's. <laughs> McAdoo's. If you're in Virginia or a part of Tennessee, or I think there might be one in West Virginia somewhere. It's just it's there's 300 sandwich options on the menu. Um, obviously, it's nostalgic because it was at Virginia Tech, and we were always at McAdoo's. It's just and, and it's every just, time we're there, we go to McAdoo's. We must. It's a must. Uh, plus, it's just a fun restaurant, right? It's it got, is. It's got a good aesthetic. To it's it. uh, just, everything's all over the walls. It's two stories. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I just, like that. It's two stories. It's just fun. Um, yeah, McAdoo's for me. Love that. Uh, number four for me, and it's solely because of the dessert food. Is BJ's. Um, that cookie pazuki, every, every, I'm disappointed when we go and don't get it. Yeah. Uh, and we don't go that often. So I think that kind of like, yeah, that's where the sting hits. You know, they have a Halloween pazuki going on right now. What? Yeah, they do. But it's like, instead of the ice, like the vanilla ice cream, I think it's like a, it's orange. So I don't know if it's, if it's just orange vanilla or if it's actually like sherbet. I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, they got Halloween going on right now. I love that for them. But yeah, that's why BJ's is my number four. With the alarm. Um, okay, number three is a restaurant that I ate at in Long Beach, California. And the reason I mention it, it was so good to us. Your dad and I were traveling uh, with Miss Tracy and Ed mm-hmm. uh, back when I did Mary Kay. Oh, many it, moons ago. And, yeah, I was pregnant with Toby at the time, which oh, many, probably many moons. why uh, I enjoyed it. We ate there, like we had a breakfast, mm-hmm. and we, we loved it so much that we decided to get another meal. Like at the same time, like it wasn't like, oh, we'll come back for lunch. No, we, we ate one meal and And then then said another. And as we were looking at the menu going, oh, I bet that tastes really good too. We said, you know, let's just order a second meal. It is the only time in my life I've ever done that, but it was so good. So, um, shout out to the, uh, Blackboard Bistro in Long Beach, um, because, uh, it was phenomenal. Love that. My number three, uh, is Longhorn Steakhouse. (laughs) That's my next one. (laughs) And I just love it because there's something about the, I mean, I just get chicken tenders and fries there, but, <laughs> but there's something about it that just like always hits the spot. Yeah. Like, again, we don't go very often, but when we do, I'm like, ah, oh, yes. It's, Longhorn. it's great. Like for a steakhouse and I know it's a chain. It's not that there are, isn't like super great steak out there and right. lots of different places, but it's that mid range, but everything is good from beginning to end. Like yeah. the appetizers, the salad, the steak is, is really, really good. For like that mid-range And like price. it's nice, but it's not too nice. Right. Like I can't eat, you know, I can't eat a $50 steak. Uh, right. I, don't, I don't make that kind of bucks. Like I don't need to dress up, but at the same time, I'm good in like my denim shorts and t-shirt that I've got on. My number two, it's going to be solely for their appetizers. Uh, it's going to be Red Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> this Cheesy Biscuits. Oh, so good. So good. Oh, you're, uh... My roommate sometimes will get the store-bought ones you can get, and so she'll make them. Uh, 
And every time I'm like, I need another cheesy biscuit. I need it. It's so <laughs> it's good. It's the fanciest place in town. Fanciest place in town. Um, your great grandmother would be so pleased because uh, <laughs> my nana like loved the. She thought Red Lobster was fancy. That was fancy. So she loved Red Lobster. Okay. Um, since I already mentioned like uh, Longhorn, uh, my last one, and again, mm-hmm. this is a guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. It's not because of the quality of the food. Mm-hmm. Roy Rogers. Oh. <laughs> That's a good one. It is because there's only a few left. And so we don't have them down here. We don't have them here. So They were up in Rockville. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, it is it is a fast food chain. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's a couple in Northern Virginia and maybe, you know, like you said, Maryland. It's like more up in that yeah. area. But um, yeah, it was good. Yeah. So it's like chicken and burgers. Yep. But yeah, from... From the time when I was in high school, we had one in our neighborhood, and that's where we spent a lot of nights after band practice and stuff. But I've always loved a Roy Rogers. And now every time your grandparents, my mm-hmm. my in-laws, um, manage to find one, they always manage to send me a photo <laughs> to make me feel bad. <laughs> See, I remember when we had gone up there, and you know, Toby and I had never had Roy Rogers before, and you were like, oh, I grew up on it. And one meal was all it took. One yeah. meal was it. We were like, ah, oh, yes, we understand the hype. Yeah, there you go. Uh, my number one, uh, also out of business um, <laughs> and was local uh, in several spaces, was uh, 380. Oh, um, I forgot about 380 Grill. You're that, right. That's not the name that was going by when it went out of business. No, um, but it, it was. But it was located on 380, and now it's got like a chicken tender house where it is yeah, located. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, and we'd only gotten into it because Toby was doing soccer at the time. Right. And the coach for his team also owned a restaurant that was um, sports bar and grill that he had. Exactly. Had. I forget and the name. And then it had transitioned at that location to a different, the different title that we had known it as. Um, and then it had moved to 380. And then that's when we had branded it as 380. But we always just went to it because yeah. they had enough variety. Like Toby and I would just order a large pizza. It's like they kept the same recipes, but I think it got bought out by Correct. someone else. And you're right. It was 380 Grill. And then we still called it 380 Grill, but then it was like Firehouse something. Yeah. Or, 380 Firehouse or something. I don't even remember. But yeah. Um, and then it just didn't survive the pandemic. That yeah. was the sad part. Because it was really one of those places where people would go and they had pool tables and they always had a band yeah, they like at nighttime or do karaoke. Um, so really it was the, the food was excellent. It was so good. But it was, I think a lot of the draw was obviously people who came and, and would drink and have drinks. It was drinks. an entertainment spot. And that's yeah. why it just unfortunately didn't It didn't survive. make it. Cause it just, you know, if you're not there and you're not buying liquor, you're probably right. not. Yeah. But, but we could always go there because the menu was wide enough. That it best didn't... wings in the world. The mozzarella sticks were good. The Ugh. pizza was good. I'm sad. Just all around. The cheese fries. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. All right. Well, that's, that is the end of, uh, we appreciate so much that you drove all the way over here, uh, to, I really had nothing else to do to talk with your mom. And, um, (laughs) it's always great to see you when your kid doesn't live with you anymore. So, um, so thank you. Thank you so much. And, um, don't forget to like, and subscribe. That's right. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us and give us a good rating wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Hush My Mouth Pod.